The Read More, Read Well podcast, your help and encouragement on your reading journey. Hi, this is Marcy Stockman, and on this podcast, I want to look at two problems and a solution, the mom problem, the reading problem, and finally, the together solution. My hope is that we come to understand more deeply the particular time we are living in The way we read is changing, and it's changing quickly. So the simple proposal to stay together and read and discuss books matters. It matters for our personal growth, for our families, and for our culture. First, the mom problem. Well, motherhood isn't a problem. Motherhood's wonderful. But we have a certain problem as women, and it's this. As the years go by, family life gets busier, busier and women give and give and give some more. It's not bad to give. It's a great characteristic that women have. Liz Kelly told us once, women need to receive and receive greatly. We agree with this, don't we? But how? How is it possible? How do we receive? How do we live with a greater sense of meaning within our active lives? I'm still learning, but I want to share with you a life-changing moment in understanding my role as a mother. I was going to my son John's cross-country meet, so I was driving to another town, and I was exhausted. I felt like I was on empty. I thought, I can't keep going like this. And no one in the family really seems to realize it. I'm on empty. I don't know what to do. And I went to Caribou Coffee on my way to this other town, ordered a large latte, and I sat there and stared at the wall in the coffee shop. And I thought, if I don't get up and get going right now, I'm going to miss John's meat. And that's just what happened. I missed his meat. I sat there and stared at the wall. And you know what? That's the only meat he ever won. <laughs> so I felt bad. But anyway, a couple of weeks later, I was talking to my friend from Italy, and I told her about this and my concern. And she said, you know, you American mothers, maybe you have the wrong idea of motherhood here. Motherhood isn't running to everything your kids are in. She said, take care of your heart. That's how you mother. It was a life-changing moment for me because she was being honest with me. She saw something in me, and I'm sure not in, and she was honest with me. And it was a life-changing moment for me because I understood that she was speaking truth. How can I take care of my heart? What is it to take care of my heart, and how does that connect with motherhood? Well, that's what Well-Read Mom is about. It's about helping us receive and in that take care of our heart And it correlates with what Pope John Paul said. He said, quote, Mothers guard and impart the deepest truths of life. The future of the world is with the mothers. It's the mothers who raise the children, end quote. Beautiful words, but we all know we can't give what we don't have. In order to guard and impart the deepest truths of life, we must be women who cultivate a deep interior life. This is taking care of our hearts, and reading helps us grow in this capacity, a deeper interior capacity. 
it's receiving. Reading helps us receive. So reading helps us with the mom problem, our need to receive and receive greatly. The second problem is the reading problem. And when I go and speak, I ask women, how many of you think that reading is important for your children? And everyone's hand goes up because everyone agrees with this. Nobody disagrees. Reading is important for children. If I pull out a big old thick book like War and Peace by Tolstoy, I understand, at least my reaction, when I see a big thick book like that, I think, oh, that's going to be too hard. I don't have time for that. You know, I even think that just might be a waste of my time. Like a burden, I see it sometimes, rather than an opportunity for receiving. That's why I need my well-read mom group. I need it so much, or I wouldn't read and enjoy literature. I just know it. Now, the thought of tackling a work like War and Peace feels hard. You know why? Because it is hard, and it's harder now than it used to be. Because the way we read is changing, and it's changing quickly. We, we don't have the attention span we used to read. And yet digital reading is here to stay, but it's quickly ushering in an unprecedented change in the way we read, and this way is very different from book reading. So the process of online reading, in that process, we have to make decisions constantly. And every time we come across a link, we have to decide, and even within this little millisecond of time, we have to decide, are we going to click or not click? And every time we do that, we move to the decision-making part of our brain. And with that millisecond pause, we lose the depth of thought we were engaged in before. So this scanning and skimming online, along with making decisions with the links or clicking onto a video, it's a kind of reading that keeps us in a state of continual partial attention. But when we open a book, we're not going to be clicking anywhere. We have to surrender to the limits that a book in print has. And these limits are actually a gift to us. We don't have to make decisions. We're not in control. We can surrender to the story and follow where the author takes us. And in this process, we find ourselves receiving. This is why reading can be an experience of true leisure. We receive. We have to slow down to read from books. But slowing down, because if I don't slow down... If I don't understand, I have to read in a different kind of way. When I'm reading a novel from a book, I'm going to read about five pages and realize, well, I don't understand anything. I don't remember anything I read. It's a different kind of reading. We have to be intentional when we pick up a book. Slow down, pay attention, focus. So book reading fosters not continual partial attention, but disciplined, focused attention. This kind of reading is the art of reading. We leave incessant busyness behind and receive the regenerative power of literature. You know, sounds great, doesn't it? But it's not easy. It's a discipline to read slowly, pay attention, and surrender. Mortimer Adler once remarked, quote, In the case of good books, 
The point is not to see how many of them you can get through, but rather how many can get through to you, end quote. When a book gets through to me, I see something I haven't seen before. I grow in self-awareness. Before we change in our lives, we have to see something about ourselves. Sometimes when we come to know a character, we recognize in them a facet of ourselves we've never seen before. I remember that happening to me when I read Kristen Lavenstatter by Singret Unset. Here's this medieval Norwegian woman with seven sons, and she and her husband are having marital strife, and she's pretty much shut him out of family life, and he's been away for a while. He returns, and she won't let him in to family life. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, Kristen, I've been on your side this whole time, but right now your heart is so hard toward your husband, and you're in the wrong. And uh, I remember thinking, open your heart to him. Come on, let him in a little bit. And it was at that point, I thought about my own life. And I thought how, how I am when my husband comes home from work. And at that time, I had more, more kids at home. And I remember just sort of that I keep going with what I was doing. And I'm involved with things the kids are in. And I recognized, wow, I need to really make a space for my husband to enter into family life when he comes home from work. That's something I can do. And a couple weeks later, you know, I had had that thought while I was reading the book. A couple weeks later, my husband, Pete, walks in. He kind of leans on the counter. I'm chopping carrots for dinner. And he says, he says, you know, Mars, I don't know if I'm imagining this or what, but you sure have been nicer to me lately. Well, I was like, thank you, Kristen. So literature helped me to gain a new perspective. It helped me see something I hadn't seen before. And it might seem insignificant, but I was able to make a change in my life and experience something new in the relationship with my husband. And it came through reading literature. Maturity and growth come not when we necessarily go more places or do more things. Maturity and growth come when we see something, understand something about ourselves, and have the courage to change. But still, a deep question surfaces, is reading a novel a waste of time? You know, this idea has slipped right into our thinking as a culture that reading a novel is a waste of time for adults, not for kids, but for adults. And yet that's exactly what we want to model. Do you know that children whose parents read are more likely to become readers? We're mentoring. It's, it might be some of the best parenting you ever do if you're sitting there reading a novel. I'm encouraged by servant of God, Dorothy Day. She did not think reading was a waste of time. She was a reader and I met Dorothy Day, not not personally, but I met her through her book when I was a new mom some 30 years ago. I saw myself as a reader, but my problem was I had no idea what to read. And so I was at my mother-in-law's house, and I saw this book on her shelf, and it jumped out at me. It was called The Long Loneliness by Dorothy Day. Now, I had no idea who she was, but I understood what loneliness was. And who was this woman who would title her autobiography, The Long Loneliness? Well, she was a woman soon to become my mentor and my friend. Her reading 
list educated my own because I started to keep track of all the all the books she listed that she read. And this actually became uh, our well read mom reading list from reading Dorothy Day, from reading Flannery O'Connor's uh, Habit of Being Letters. I, I, I jotted down what these women read. Here are some of the Selection: St. Therese of Lisieux, C.S. Lewis, Dickens, Tolstoy, Dostoevsky, Brother Lawrence, Upton Sinclair, Jack London, St. Benedict, Hopkins, Green, Chekhov, Chesterton, Belloc, Merton, St. Augustine, Singret Unset, Thomas Kempis, and many, many more. So Dorothy Day was a reader, and she would often pray with the psalmist, Enlargest thou my heart, O Lord, that thou mayest enter in. Dorothy Day loved God. She loved her brothers and sisters, and she was able to stay with them. I believe because her heart was so enlarged. Because she was a reader, she understood many situations that come up in people's lives. Her heart was enlarged through reading literature. The characters and authors became her friends, and they inflamed her with a desire for moral greatness. When she was in her 70s, a group of students, was they came and asked her what she wanted to be remembered for. And she said, well, I hope for some of the talks with our guests, I hope they remember I tried to make them good coffee and good soup. And another thing I'd like people to say is she really did love those books. You know, I'm always telling people to read Dickens or Tolstoy or Chekhov. I'm not a great one for analyzing those novels. I want to live by them. Why, I'll read one of those underlined passages in one of those books, and Lord, I got strength to get through the morning. Dorothy Day is now a servant of God. Was her novel reading a waste of time? Or was it a way that helped her to educate her heart and grow in her capacity to love? In One Word Mom, we are helped with the mom problem, the need to take care of our heart and receive, and we're helped with the reading problem. We regularly keep reading good books in print. And all of this happens by the third thing I want to talk about, and that's the together solution. Staying together matters. Do you know why? Because I won't do it on my own. It's not that I couldn't, I just won't. But I will be faithful because of my friends. It's, it's crazy, but that's how I operate. <laughs> Accountability with my friends works. And, you know, my faithfulness can nudge another friend, and their faithfulness can give me a nudge. A couple summers ago, we read Les Miserables by Victor Hugo, and it is a thick novel. And there was a woman from my group who ran into Janelle, who's also in my group, in the grocery store. And she said, uh, you know, we meet for Well Read Mom in 10 days, and I'm just not going to get this read. There's no way. I have 400 pages left, and we have graduations and end-of-the-year school parties. And, and Janelle said to her, well, you know, maybe you'll just have to accept the rule and come to the meeting and don't apologize if you don't get it read. And the woman turned around in the grocery store to leave, and and she went away sad because she thought to herself, you know, if I don't read this book right now, when am I ever going to read it? 
I need to read it now. And she went home and she got her kitchen timer and she set it for 20 minutes and she went up on the back steps with her book and she read through for 20 minutes straight and no one interrupted her, which was a miracle in itself. And she did that later that night again and the next day and the next day and the next day. And one hour before her well-read mom meeting, she finished the book. And she went to that meeting with such a sense of gratitude and satisfaction of accomplishment. And I know this for a fact because that woman was me. We need each other. Friendship helps keep us accountable on the reading path. And staying on the reading path helps us grow in friendship. One supports the other. You know, after the fall of Rome, it was the monks who preserved manuscripts by copying them. Saving this literature became, played a part in saving civilization. And in our particular moment, when the way we read is quickly changing, I believe it's moms reading together, women who are helping to preserve the ability to deep read, to read with focused, disciplined attention. We need to maintain this ability so that we can hopefully pass it on to our children and so that we can understand St. Augustine, Dostoevsky, and the Bible so that we don't lose We don't want to lose the treasures that are given to us, that have been passed down to us. So disciplined focus, attentive reading matters, not only for our interior life, not only for our personal growth, not only for our families, but also for the continuation of a civil society. Staying together matters. We need each other. So we come together in Well-Read Mom, to legitimize our need for friendship and growth. It's not a selfish thing to take care of our hearts. It's a gift not only for each of us, but for our families and for the world. And I am so grateful to be on this journey with all of you. Did you like what you heard today? For more information about Well-Read Mom and joining a group near you, visit our website at wellreadmom.com. Wellread Mom groups are forming now. We make it easy to grow in friendship by sharing great books and literature. 